Open your mouth for the mute, in the cause of all who are left desolate. Open your mouth, judge righteously, and serve justice to the poor and needy. Proverbs 31, 8-9 Dear Lord, you see everyone. You see the suffering that prevails all throughout the world, and you hear the cries of those who need your help. Lord, would you empower us to see those who are in need and respond? May we be your hands and feet. Lord, may we be people of action, empowered by your Spirit, to extend love, compassion, grace, and generosity to anyone who needs it. Lord, may we be people who discern and judge righteously in this world, in a world that is ever-changing and wrought with dysfunction and corruption. Would you give us pure hearts? Would you lead us to see the needs that are around us, not ignoring them, but rather being your hands and feet to be Jesus wherever we are? Lord, we know we can't do this without your Spirit, so would you empower us every single day to be people fueled by compassion and moved by passion. We love you, Lord, and we trust you to work in us and through us to make this world a better place for your glory and your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's news at a glance, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy launches a formal Biden impeachment inquiry, poverty rates have soared in the wake of the COVID-era child tax credit, and a new discovery in lithium in Nevada is a huge discovery to relieve modern-day slavery. Today's news reminds us that we all have a collective responsibility to the vulnerable people of this world. Does that mean you need to give up everything and leave your family to smuggle slaves out of North Korea? Not necessarily. We aim to think globally, but act locally. We want to be aware of the world's issues and take small steps in the right direction each day. A small donation here, some volunteering there, and a few acts of kindness in our community are like baby steps taken each day to slowly make the world a better place. As it says in Zechariah 4.10, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. We're glad you're here. We pray today's news leaves you informed and transformed. If you've enjoyed this take on the news so far, we would love it if you left us a review. Doing so will help others find us, and we would love to hear your thoughts. Before we dive into today's first story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. Our first story of today is more political infighting. In a highly charged political environment, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has initiated a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The move comes as McCarthy navigates complex dynamics within the Republican Party and has garnered responses that range from strong support to skepticism, not just from Democrats, but from within his own ranks as well. McCarthy, representing the Republican Party, announced that House committees would open a formal impeachment inquiry against President Joe Biden. The objective, according to the California Republican, is to investigate the president's involvement in or benefit from his son Hunter Biden's overseas business affairs. It is worth noting that thus far, no evidence has substantiated claims that President Biden gained from his son's business activities or used his authority to favor them. McCarthy faces intense internal pressure from hard-right members of his party, including threats to remove him as speaker over budget disagreements. This initiative to scrutinize President Biden not only provides the GOP with more investigative power, but also serves as a risky political gamble 
some Republicans have expressed reservations about this course of action, fearing that it may backfire in future elections without substantial evidence in misconduct by the president. The White House denounced the inquiry as extreme politics at its worst. Ian Sams, a White House spokesperson, stated that previous GOP investigations have yielded no evidence of President Biden's wrongdoing. The administration also maintains that the president has no involvement in his son's business activities. In a departure from his previous stance that any inquiry would require a vote, McCarthy decided not to hold one. He defended his position by citing a precedent set by former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who initiated an impeachment inquiry against President Trump in 2019 without a vote. Some members of the Republican Party agree with McCarthy's decision, arguing that a vote would only highlight internal divisions. Counsel for Hunter Biden have criticized the inquiry as an impeachment first, a reason second process based on recycled and inaccurate claims about Hunter Biden. Nevertheless, House investigators intend to issue subpoenas for Hunter Biden's bank records. Democrats have criticized the GOP for pushing ahead with the inquiry without evidence. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer suggested that Republicans might be pursuing the impeachment to settle political scores and detract from former President Trump's legal issues. Recent polls suggest impeachment is popular among Republican voters, but less so among independents and Democrats. Approximately 80% of Republicans favor impeaching President Biden, while about 37% of independent voters and more than 90% of Democrats oppose the idea. This announcement has far-reaching implications for both parties, as it further polarizes an already divided Congress and electorate. For McCarthy, the challenge lies in balancing pressure from the far-right factions within his party with the broader political implications of the inquiry. As both parties continue to investigate and debate the merits of the inquiry, the American public waits to see what concrete evidence, if any, emerges to warrant the serious step of impeachment. In these contentious times, we are reminded of Proverbs 18.17. The first to plead his case seems right, until another comes and examines him. As believers, it is crucial to wait for all the facts before drawing conclusions, and to pray for wisdom and discernment for all involved in this deeply divisive process. Both frontrunners for the 2024 election are under investigation, and we as believers must try with all of our might to discern what's happening, withhold harsh words towards those who disagree with us, and press forward with integrity. For those in positions of power, Romans 13.1 comes to mind. Let every person be subject to governing authorities. For there is no authority except God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Here's a concept. Being subject to authority doesn't just apply to average citizens obeying the government. In a representative form of democracy, the people are the governing authority, and politicians elected by the people are subject to them. So, leaders are in a position of responsibility to their electorate, but also are accountable to a higher moral authority, and that is God. So, with all of these divisive things in mind, let's pray. Lord, in a divisive and chaotic time, it is easy for our hearts to become corrupt and bitter and angry at people who disagree with us. Lord, while there is fighting going on in Washington and political titans warring for power, may we be people who exercise humility, meekness, and self-awareness. Lord, may we never fall into the trap of hatred. Rather, would you give us love for the people around us and discernment as we look at all of these things that are happening. May we, as citizens and as voters, be wise in how we ingest our information. 
And Lord, would you help us to proceed forward with love and grace, understanding that people are imperfect, but also held to a higher standard. May we not hold others to standards that we are not willing to meet ourselves. And so, Lord, would you empower us every single day to do what's right and to walk with integrity. In Jesus' name, amen. Recent data from the Census Bureau has unveiled a startling surge in poverty rates in the United States last year, particularly affecting children. In 2022, the poverty rate for children leaped to 12.4%, more than doubling from the record low of 5.2% in 2021. The overall supplemental poverty rate also increased from 7.8% in 2021 to 12.4% in 2022, marking the first such increase since 2010. This report aims to provide a balanced examination of these figures, their implications, and underlying causes. So let's dive in. The American Rescue Plan Act of 2021 provided a major but temporary boost to the child tax credit, benefiting lower and middle income families. According to the Census Bureau, this enhancement lifted 2.1 million children above the poverty line in 2021. Unfortunately, the relief was short-lived as Congress did not extend the enhanced credit beyond 2021 because we were officially out of the, quote, COVID era. As a result, more than 5 million additional children fell below the poverty line. Lawmakers, both Democratic and Republican, have been actively discussing legislation to reinstate the child tax credit. Yet, the extension remains a subject of bipartisan debate, complicating attempts to provide timely financial relief to struggling families. While the child poverty rate has spiked, other economic metrics offer a more nuanced picture. Median household income, although decreasing by 2.3% to $74,000, needs to be understood in the context of inflation and other economic variables. And, while the uninsured rate fell to 7.9% in 2022 from 8.3%, concerns linger as states are expected to trim medical enrollment in 2023. A recent poll revealed that 51% of Americans believe the economy is in a downturn and getting worse by the day, casting shadows over the Biden administration's economic achievements and policy choices. More hardline Republicans and conservative members within the Democratic Party argue that the decontinuation of the enhanced child tax credit is necessary to balance budgets and prevent inflation, while others advocate for its reinstatement as a moral and economic imperative for struggling families. As believers, we are reminded of the biblical exhortation found in Proverbs 31. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. While policy solutions to poverty are complex and often contentious, the rise in child poverty should concern us and compel us to act justly and love mercy as it declares in Micah 6. Whether through community engagement, charity, or advocating for balanced policy measures that protect the vulnerable, it's clear that fulfilling our Christian duties extend to seeking the welfare of the least of these. There may not be a one-size-fits-all answer, though. This is a multifaceted issue. But there is a universal call for empathy, understanding, and action. And each and every day, we're going to do our best. So, let's lift this story up in prayer. Lord, it's heartbreaking to hear that there are so many falling under the poverty line, especially when we hear their children. Lord, you have declared in your word that children are a blessing from the Lord, a heritage that ought to be treated as a gift and a treasure. Lord, you treasure them. You see them. And so, Lord, we pray for provision over anyone who has fallen under hard times. 
for families that are struggling. Lord, would you empower all of us each and every day to lift one another up. As the body of Christ, may we be mobilized to meet needs where possibly the government's fallen short. Lord, would we be your hands and feet in times that desperately need the love and the hope of Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we trust you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Our last story is some good news out of Nevada. In an age when technology permeates every aspect of life, from smartphones to electric vehicles, the news of a potentially monumental lithium deposit discovered in the McDermott Caldera in Nevada is met with palpable enthusiasm. Early analysts suggest that reserves could be a staggering 40 million metric tons, 700% larger than any known reserve on Earth. Geologists are ecstatic, as they should be, and this could fundamentally disrupt the global lithium market, affecting everything from pricing to geopolitics. The prospects extend beyond the balance sheets and into the realm of ethics. For years, tech companies and manufacturers have struggled with a moral conundrum. Many of their products are powered by lithium, sourced through exploitive labor practices. For instance, the Democratic Republic of Congo, rich in cobalt, a crucial component of lithium batteries, is notorious for modern-day slavery conditions, including child labor and environmental degradation. The discovery in Nevada offers a glimmer of hope for establishing a more humane and regulated supply chain. Lithium Americas Corporation has surveyed the site and aims to start mining by 2026, promising higher standards for labor and environmental practices. It's tempting to view our digital devices as marvels of human ingenuity and a sign that we are progressing into a more civilized society. Yet, this rosy narrative bellies a harsh reality. Our technological innovations are often gained in part by barbaric and inhumane practices. Siddhartha Kara, a fellow at Harvard and author of Cobalt Red, How the Blood of the Congo Powers Our Lives, describes the situation as modern-day slavery, pointing to dangerous labor conditions, inadequate pay, and a toxic work environment. In theory, large industrial mines should not employ artisanal mining methods involving manual labor under harsh conditions. However, the law is flouted blatantly, as the reality of grinding poverty coerces people into accepting virtually any form of employment they can get, regardless of the risks involved. An entire population is faced with an impossible choice, work under life-threatening conditions, or face starvation. Kara rightly insists that transitioning to a sustainable energy should not come at the expense of vulnerable populations. The newly discovered Nevada deposit offers pathways towards ethical sourcing, provided it is managed responsibly. With more transparent supply chains, companies will have the luxury of avoiding suppliers linked to human rights abuses. In contemplating this issue, we revisit the words of Proverbs 31. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. The scriptural wisdom calls us to engage with the world's injustices actively. It's not enough to express concern. As stewards of the earth and its resources, we're called to ensure the welfare of all of God's children. We start locally and with the people around us, caring for the people in our sphere of influence. Jesus declared, whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. In light of the Nevada discovery, we have an unprecedented opportunity to make a change. But this should be the beginning of a much broader, long overdue conversation about the ethical implications of our consumer choices. With all of this nuance in mind, let's offer up prayers to the Lord and close our time together. 
Lord Jesus, we understand that with increased knowledge comes increased sorrow. Sometimes hearing humanitarian crises or natural disasters and having that knowledge can leave us in despair. It can make us sorrowful and lose hope. Lord Jesus, we pray that even in the midst of bad news that happens out in the world, that you would give us hope. Not hope in any specific circumstance, but hope that you, Jesus, are in control. You are able to transform and uplift, and you are able to use us to make this world a better place each and every day. Would you empower us, Lord? Would you lift us up and encourage our hearts so that we can press forward in this world and make an impact for your kingdom? Lord Jesus, for any of us who find ourselves stagnant or unable to move, would you empower us with your spirit? Would we go out into our workplaces and our families and our friendships each and every day wanting to leave the world a better place? We love you, Lord, and we trust you to transform our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this take on the news, consider writing us a review and share your experience. You can sign up for our newsletter at praynews.com. There you will find sources to all of our reporting. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life. God bless.